This is a Triple J podcast. So in case you missed it, we won an Australian Podcast Award. Yes. Best show, Sex and Relationships. We absolutely did. It happened last week. Uh, you can see it on our Instagram if you want to see what the award looks like. It's absolutely stunning. It's heavy. Yeah. We had to take it on carry-on. It was a whole thing. <laughs> um, no, Pip and I are... Over the moon. We're stoked. We were up against some big contenders. Oh, yeah. Some really big names. We had no idea. Genuinely was so shocked. But when we came back, I thought there'd be a little bit of fanfare in the office. <laughs> Where's the cake? Crickets. Crickets from our office here Crickets. at Crickets. I wanted like a little cake, a little like, woo, well done. And everyone... Just some, not even some cheers maybe like <laughs> as we're walking through the office. I don't think anyone looked up from their desk. Not even a confetti cannon in sight. I was carrying the thing. Just plopped it down on the desk. Nothing. Just a regular Thursday Just to you, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, no, we are no. we are generally obsessed. We're happy. But yeah. um like we couldn't have done it without you. Because yeah. sorry, but th- I feel like that's where our podcast differs a bit in the sex and relationship world. Um, is that like it's driven by you guys listening. Yeah. So thank you again to everyone who DMs us, who comments on our Instagram, who who's just a part of like this little community that we've built. And Hook up fam. Yeah, we're just so, so grateful to have you. And yeah, this award is yours as well. And speaking of, um, we did get a DM this week, Pip, someone asking for help on a topic that they wanted us to cover. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to cover it in this episode. So... Let's get into it. Let's go. Okay, so this DM goes a little something like this. This person says, hey, hookup, I need your help. I've been with my partner for a couple of years and we're monogamous and exclusive, but for a while now, I've kind of wanted to open up our relationship, but I'm really scared to ask them because I'm really worried it might upset them or change the dynamic of our relationship. I'd really love to get your advice. Oh, it's so tough. Like it's so, so hard. I fully feel that. Not that I'm trying to open up my relationship, but like (laughs) I just feel like I'm on the receiving end. Like if someone asked me, I would be like, oh, so you think I'm – like my brain would just automatically go to see you think I'm not enough. Like, do you know what I mean? And I know logically that's not right, but I think I would just be like offended. Yeah, you'd immediately think it's a you issue. But if you are the person asking as well, there's still a lot of risk, you know, you might, um, yeah, hurt your partner, like we're saying, or you might even lose them potentially. But yeah, I have been not shy about talking about my long-term relos on this podcast. Yeah. Everyone knows that I am a long-term girly? relationship girly. Like I've barely had single moments in my life, really. Um, <clears throat> and I think once you've been in that for a couple of years, I do think that you might start to change your mind about this. Like it might be a wild concept when you first hook up with somebody, but five years down the track, babe, you're like, mm, I could kiss I someone could else. would <laughs> spice things up right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that can be a thing, right? Like, so maybe you're listening and you're like, yep, long-term Rello, like Pip, and you're just mm-hmm. like wanting to spice things up a bit. It's, you know, something that you're willing to explore. But we did post about it on our Instagram, as per usual. Follow us at Triple J The Hookup. And so many of you who wanted to open up your relationship had so many different reasons why. We were a couple that started as like a friends of benefits situation and we decided that 
we kind of had feelings for each other, but we weren't ready to fully commit. So we decided that an open relationship was the best course of action. We spent the last 12 months going to a psychologist to work through essentially all the things we needed to do to really make sure our relationship was secure before we did it. And it's been amazing. Best thing we've ever done. I'm bi and my boyfriend is straight and we've been together now for about a year and a half. When we first started dating, I brought up the idea of ethical non-monogamy and for me, it'll mainly be just like sleeping with women. So my partner and I are both in our early 20s and we've been together for about a year when we decided to open up the relationship. And I guess it came about because we had mismatched sex drives and we wanted to explore like different kinks that we knew our other half wasn't necessarily keen on. My partner has always expressed to me that, you know, he's wanted to explore the other part of his sexuality. Being in a open relationship has actually been really good for us. We both feel like our relationship is much, much stronger for it. And we love each other more than ever. It was so interesting hearing all your reasons as to why you wanted to open up the relationship. I mean, as we heard, there's a lot of like bisexual curiosity of people being like, I want to explore that side of myself, which is really interesting. Well, yeah, if you've just discovered it maybe about yourself and you've been in a long-term relationship, like that makes sense for sure. Yeah, and maybe just both of your partners are really keen to explore sex. Like we just heard that girl talking about her and her partner um, and how they're really sex positive and they just want to... Just really sexual people? Yeah. Yeah. They just want to get down and try different things. And maybe you can't get, like, maybe you have different kinks and fetishes and whatever and you can't get that from your partner, so you want to explore that. Mm. I want to know, though, like, what is the difference between, like, at what point do you know it's time to open up the relationship or have that conversation? Because, like, what's the difference between just, like, fantasizing about someone or, like, wanting to get with other people? Like, maybe you're, like, mazzing to, I don't know, some celebrity <laughs> and you're like, oh, does that mean, like, how do you know that that means that you want to be open? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. It does. I also want to know the distinction between wanting to be poly or polyamorous or versus like being just open in general. Yeah. Right. So like ethical non-monogamy kind of non-monogamous vibes. That's the vibe. Being polyamorous is knowing that you have the capacity and willingness to love more than one person at a time. And so that's a really important distinction I think that you know just because you're fantasizing about other people doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be polyamorous there's other ways of enjoying sexual experiences with multiple partners that's Jenna Trosel she is a relationship counselor at Spectra Counseling she's also polyamorous herself and we wanted to know what are the signs like is it just a cheeky patch for someone at a party or is it something that you innately believe about yourself like deep down you've always known that you aren't really into monogamy if you often think about being with multiple people when you're not aroused and when things are already in a good place with your partner that can be a sign that you might be polyamorous you know like do you often have crushes on multiple people at once or do you feel like your feelings for someone else don't detract from your feelings for the partner that you already have okay so we actually had a dm from hugh talking about exactly this um his experience of wanting to be open he realized way later in life after a lot of trial and tribulation that monogamy just wasn't for him. So basically I realized that something was something felt a little bit off in the relationship and through introspection and therapy, um, I came to properly acknowledge the fact that all my life, um, whenever I was in any kind of relationship, after a period of time I found myself accidentally developing stronger feelings and emotions um, for other people, despite being in a relationship. And I always categorized that as myself not being 
as fully committed to the relationship as I thought I could have been, and then kind of found out about polyamory and what that kind of meant, uh, and how it was possible to love more than one person at a time. Okay, cool. So maybe you've gone away now, you've thought about it, you've confirmed, you're like, yup, I've always had multiple crushes on multiple people or I really want to explore my sexuality or I really want to, you know, itch this scratch on this kink or whatever. Mm, Like you really know the reason why you now want to have that conversation with your partner. Yeah. And it's not easy because even though we heard a lot of people before really praising like open poly E&M relationships, to be honest with you, like there were just as many people in our DMs saying how it hasn't worked for them, that the conversation flopped, it went badly. And in some cases, the relationship doesn't work out. So how can you make sure that doesn't happen? Okay. So Jenna reckons the best way to bring it up is just to test the waters. So just start casually. You know, there's going to be so many different ways that you bring it up with their partner. You might watch a poly TV show together or read a book. And then it's kind of important to bring it up as like, this is something that I realized I'm capable of. What about you? So just because someone is polyamorous doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to act on it. Like there are people that are poly in monogamous relationships, but it's just, it's an extra thing that you've discovered about yourself. And it's important to be able to share those things with people that you love. Can I just say, Jenna is such a poly enthusiast. Obviously, she's a, obviously because she's polyamorous <laughs> she's... herself. But the way that she said that, it was like real, like planting the seed. Like, oh, just put on a TV show. Oh wow! wow. What is these, this cool show? This like poly plotline. Wow. <laughs> I do think that that's kind of like. I think I've said this before with our podcast. Like, it's always good to just share this podcast. Sometimes, like, we're really lucky that we can send it to our partners or people, and we mm. can just be like thoughts or like you know like we just did this episode like what do you think about it or whatever but you can do the same like you can literally just send this episode to your partner after yeah and be like thoughts oh no wait but this is inception because now they'll hear us talking that's exactly what i was about to say scratch that no scratch it anyway no no just (laughs) just yeah it would work but it is a bit of a um mind fuck with it right there um but you know if you want to take the conversation a little bit deeper than that right they're not just like dipping your toe in the water to see how they react and stuff like that how do you actually bring it up in a serious way like you really want to give this a go well he's our next expert alex draculia she's a relationship therapist and sex therapist and she has some amazing advice definitely it means sitting down with your partner or partners and discussing what it is you have in mind so if, if it's something like, oh, yeah, I am curious about being able to explore hooking up with people in the club or having sex with people, whatever it is, you need to talk about it first. I think it's really important to identify the why. Um, a lot of people will often open up their relationships from an unhealthy space, which is, oh, we're not having enough sex, so we'll open up. Or like, oh, my partner really wants to and I'm afraid of losing them, so I guess I'll just say yes. Like I think what's really important is that when you're having these discussions, Everyone feels safe to engage with the relationship framework shifting or evolving and that you're all, you know, like you're excited about doing certain things and exploring. Look, if you're worried about the reaction of your partner, I feel like that would be the one, that's the main hesitation, right? Like of why you're worried to bring this conversation up is their reaction. Like we've been saying, maybe you're worried that they'll 
they'll blow up or they'll shut down or they'll spiral or they'll get upset or they'll say it's about me and like end the re- like you know the worst case scenario is they they won't ever go back to normal and they'll end the relationship mm. but Jenna says like it's better to talk about stuff that you're feeling than to just like ignore it and bottle it all up all relationships have something where people get worried about oh, okay is this gonna end us and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about it because it's way better to have it on the table and unpack it with your partner and have that security than to hide something in yourself because what's the result of hiding something in your relationship right that's going to only increase the distance between you two rather than bring closeness okay so another thing that jenna talked to us about was she said to like make it about yourself which sounds really selfish but stay with us it basically means that you're open and honest about this as something that you haven't been able to explore and it's nothing to do with your partner yes it's not that they're not enough like all those conclusions that you and i would jump to yeah yeah it's not about you it's like about me in like the humblest nicest way if that makes sense Okay, Pip, let's do a quick role reversal. Oh. If you are listening right now and your partner has asked a question or maybe like alluded or made suggestions about wanting to open up the relationship, don't don't do the reaction with just I mean, I don't want to invalidate people's reactions, but like No. Don't fully like spiral. Yeah. Take in everything that we've said so far as to all the reasons why someone might do it. And remember it's not about you, it's about them. But if you are getting like triggered yes which I feel like I would yes yeah, <laughs> um Alex had some really great advice about this she said it's probably a good time to do some introspection about what's going on for you I think a lot of the time people depending on their attachment styles could get really triggered by someone bringing up the topic of opening the relationship up and so that's why I think it's really great to educate yourself on what it looks like to actually do that as well as seek your own individual support around why am I getting that kind of activation? What's coming up for me? Why does this feel like it's threatening the whole relationship? Yeah, maybe it is just about reflecting, taking that time, working through why you feel really triggered and emotional about this. And then seeing, like, you know, after the emotions have come and gone, seeing how you feel. Yeah, because I doubt that most people have had an experience where you ask someone to open up their relationship and their partner's like, sure, straight away. Like, I doubt that happens. I'm sure that it takes time. And we actually heard um, from Jess about this. She told us her experience about how her partner, you know, changed his mind after a while. So I'm bi and my boyfriend is straight and we've been together now for about a year and a half. Um, When we first started dating, I brought up the idea of ethical non-monogamy and for me, it'll mainly be just like sleeping with women. Uh, But he wasn't too keen on opening up the relationship in any way. Um, And then a little while later, like after we'd been dating for a year, he brought up the idea himself um, and we talked about it for like, literally six weeks before any of us attempted anything. Um, And we set up a lot of ground rules. Like it was only going to be physical and no dating and no emotional involvement was going to be allowed like outside of our relationship. Like the love was going to be for us and like it would just be sex on the side, if that makes sense. Okay, so Dee, what happens if, it is a straight up no. Like it's off the cards. They're not interested. What do you do then? Well, Jenna was like, I think the like the the place our brain goes to is like 
oh my God, that's it. It's over for us forever. But that's, she says like a really actually interesting analogy about like monogamy and how we think about relationships. Monogamy has this mindset that there's like a relationship escalator where you get on it and, uh, you know, you start dating, you maybe get a dog together, you move in, you get married, you have kids, and then you die. And to get out off it before somebody dies is a failure. Whereas polyamorous relationships see relationships more as like a staircase, like you can go up or down and escalate or de-escalate a relationship and that's okay. You know, Jenna also spoke to us about how the relationship might not be completely over, right? You're not like necessarily throwing a bomb on it and it's done and you'll be like blocked, no contact, whatever. Sometimes people just turn into friends if they realize, okay, this isn't going to work. So they're still in each other's lives. Or maybe one person is happy for the other to be open and the other person's like, no, I'm all good. Like, do you know what I mean? Like maybe you ask your partner, I'd love to be open. And they're like, I'm happy for you to explore your sexuality, but I'm, I'm good. Do you know what I mean? And they're happy with that dynamic. Yeah. And I think that some of the DMs that we got about that specifically was, uh, particularly with people who are bi-curious or whatever, they were like, I just need to explore like this little bit. And the partner was like, go ahead and do that. But like, let's stay together. Yeah. Um, Which is, apparently has a name. Jenna actually said for some people, if it's poly, monopoly. I didn't know that. But maybe you're like mono open as well. Um, But yeah, another thing as well is that you might just say, all good. Or good if not. Or good if not. You no might one. ask the question and say, yeah. would you like to be open? And they and say, they say nah. no. And you go, all good if not. No worries if not. Um, and that actually happened to Sean. He got in touch with us about this exact thing. He asked his partner. They said no. And he was like, you know what? He weighed up the pros and cons and he said, I love you more than my desire to try and fulfill whatever it is with other people. I want to stay with you. So I've been open slash poly, whatever term you want to call it, for most of my dating life. And I've met this incredible woman who just doesn't get it. So she wants to be monogamous. Okay, flipping the coin. Once again. If you have asked your partner and you're like, want to be open, send this podcast. And they said, absolutely, yes. Two thumbs up. Let's do it. Like, sick. That's amazing. Yeah. But then like, well, what does it look like? Well, Alex was talking to us about it and she was like, the options are almost limitless. You really could explore whatever you want as long as it's been discussed and consented to by the people in the relationship. It doesn't always have to look like having multiple romantic partners. It could just mean um, being able to explore like flirting with people. Um, I have a lot of clients who also just really like the idea of going on first dates again especially after being in a long-term relationship. For some people, it's to have a sexual relationship. For some, it's to explore um, their sexualities. So having sex with people with different bodies and genitals, um, it really just depends on what you would like to do. I love it. It's actually kind of exciting because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what, you know, what can it look gonna like? happen? What could our rules be? And that's the thing is the biggest advice that we got from you in our DMs was when you, for people who have gone through an open relationship, we're like, you have to have rules, boundaries. They're so important. You've got to communicate and talk them through. And you have to do that constantly. And Alex, you know, couldn't stress this enough. You have to have these kind of boundaries like airtight. When you're going to open up a relationship, it's really important to look at the rules that you have. Like a rule might be something like, oh, we have a rule that we don't sleep with each other's friends or people in our friendship circle, for example. 
boundaries might be like time boundaries. You only spend a certain amount of time on dates or with other people. We're still prioritizing time together. Um, and then you also have to have like an overarching agreement of like, we agree that hypothetically we're each other's primary partners. We agree that we're just doing this to explore like flirty connection or sex with other people. We're not pursuing romantic relationships, for example, it could be different, but you've got there the agreement, the boundaries and the rules. You may find that once you start to open up, some things need to be updated. And that's why the ongoing communication is so important to check in with each other and be able to say, hey, I'm actually noticing like, um, I feel like I need to spend more time or less time or oh, I'm, I would like to do this and be able to update your boundaries, I guess. It's so interesting, Pete, because I think when people think about open relationships, they think like 10 partners at once, like huge orgies, yeah. like juggling like a million different people. And like, that's just, that is absolutely just not the reality. I know it's giving ancient Greece, but it's not <laughs> that. Like, it's very simple. You start slow. And we actually heard um, from Maddie, who got in touch in the DMs to say that like one of the first rules, I think in the only rule, that her and her partner used was just like, we're kissing other people at parties. That's it. Oh, I love that. We talked about being monogamous and we were monogamous, but then we decided that we did enjoy kissing other people at parties. And we both found that really exciting and we found that really sexy and we both enjoyed seeing each other explore that. Yeah, Alex fully recommends going going slowly starting small and it might not even be just a passion or default it might just be as a couple you just go to a sex club together for a lot of people what I encourage them to do is just go to a sex club together and watch just go to like be in spaces where non-monogamy is occurring and see how you feel in the space see how your body's reacting you know, take it slow. You don't need to participate in anything. You could just start to introduce yourself to the lifestyle slowly and together if that helps. Yeah, we had another DM about this. Uh, Leone, who is a sex worker, really recommended this too. And you don't even have to get involved. Just stay in the corner with your your soft drink and your popcorn. <laughs> just have a look. My partner and I are super hypersexual people. We love sex. And so the conversation of having an open relationship kind of came up naturally because we really wanted to try doing group things. So we first tried by going to a swingers club. And from the second I walked in there, I had like love heart emoji eyes. It was the most incredible experience being in a room filled with couples who were just so in love and love sex and want to explore it with each other just solidified that it, I made the right choice and it was incredible and we haven't looked back. Sorry, but we can't be an award-winning podcast oh. and not mention make sure you're being safe, okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry, we got five stars now. We got gold plate award on our desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously. No, but for real, check in with your doctor. My general rule of thumb is that if you're having casual sex or exploring sexual connection with people in an open relationship, you want to be getting a sexual health check. So that's a urine and blood test after every new sexual partner or at least every three months. I think also before you're looking to have sexual relationships with people, you're discussing with your partner, like we have rules that we're using condoms or barrier methods with sexual partners, you know, or whatever it is. So again, those boundaries are really subjective, but um. I think for safer sex, 
you know, it is important to be having the conversation of what that looks like with your partner, with anyone else outside of the relationship, and then, of course, getting regular checks. Also, I think a really huge point, and this is what can, I think, make people feel scared about doing this, is that just because you open doesn't mean that's it. Like, that's your relationship now forever. Mm. Like, you can open and close the relationship whenever you see fit. Yeah, and it's going to be changing. Like, the temperature is going to change. You're going to want to do that potentially. And Alex says it's so important to talk to your partner about it whenever you are feeling a little bit unstable or whatever. One of the key things that a lot of my clients have done is they've always had an agreement that we close the relationship whenever we like feel we need to. So if one person is having a really hard time of it or is getting really triggered or it's just like not really working or it's causing distress and fracturing that core relationship, they'll have an agreement of we close the relationship until we feel more stable and then we may open it back up. Maybe not. Again, it's very subjective, but I think one of the most important things that the communication offers is ongoing safety. So it gives you an opportunity to check in and support each other and, um, yeah, I guess be able to make those decisions along the way. Yeah, so Maddie, who you heard from before, she also had the experience of opening and closing her relationship too. He then went on a trip and I said that he could kiss people while I was away but he took it a bit far without communicating it first. So we've since closed our relationship again. No, I've got a bit of a rant to go on. Oh, well, a what soft, is it? it's a soft rant. Okay. I just think <laughs> that like when a lot of people have conversations about open relationships, it's always, which is a fair point to make, but it's always like, well, in monogamous relationships, people cheat a lot. And it's true. Cheating stats are huge. They're like nearly 50%-ish. But cheating is just a fancy word for fucking up and breaking trust and making mistakes, isn't it? Well, exactly. And that is my rant, is that people can still cheat in open relationships. If you've agreed to only pash on the D floor and your partner doesn't tell you that they're sleeping with people, I'm sorry, but that is cheating. So, like, I think it's still valid to say that like I don't know like no relationship is better than the other Mm. do you know what I mean like you can't be like oh well in open relationships people don't cheat no you do yeah and then that's like the thing is like make sure communication is like so important in the relationship as we said before like a lot of people told us they didn't have their communication and those rules and boundaries locked down and Tom got in touch and he said this like ruined a relationship for him we didn't have the proper communication. We pretty much decided that we were going to do the don't ask, don't tell sort of vibe, which is pretty much like your partner does one thing, the other partner does the other, and you don't really know about their lives. But yeah, it kind of blew up because uh, nine months into the relationship, um, she kind of told me that she wasn't seeing anyone and I was still seeing people and that communication just wasn't through. You know, Alex has some serious warnings for people who want to try this. Not to scare anyone off, but, you know, this isn't just like a cute little, oh, we'll just give it a go. Like, this is kind of like low-key a lifestyle. Like, it's work. It's upkeep. And it's a big deal if you decide to do this with a partner. I have had so many clients turn up in crisis because their relationship, they opened up, they weren't prepared, they didn't have enough of the conversations And now shit's hit the fan and it's just, it's a lot. It's really distressing. So my recommendations are always 
talk, talk, talk until you're sick of talking about it. Access all kinds of resources, read the books, listen to the podcasts, and absolutely seek the support of a couples or relationship therapist that can assist you in navigating, discussing the agreements, the rules, the boundaries. And even if you just feel like communication isn't good enough, working on the communication in your relationship. When it comes to doing the research and doing the reading, a lot of you and Alex and Jenna both recommended reading the books Polysecure by Jessica Fern. The Ethical Slut. Yeah. Sex at Dawn. There's so many out there. Plenty of TV shows as well. Do your Googles. Your podcast listen. And send this around to anyone who needs to hear it. Seriously. For real. Including your partner. Oh. XOXO. <laughs> From Pip and D. <laughs> All right. What are our takeaways? What did we learn? I really loved hearing about people who took it slow and started small and like the people who just did the kiss at parties yeah like that's just their one open rule and that's cute and i'm like dmi in an open relationship i do that you pass <laughs> you love a pass on the d4 babe love a pass at the festival i can't help myself okay what about you oh, i'm still on the journey on my learning on this set, but i think like i think i just think that some people are built for open relationships and some people aren't mm. And I think it's okay to not be built. Like, I know this whole episode mm. is about, like, people who want to open up their relationship. But I think it's okay if you also are like, I don't think it's for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope we made that clear as well. Like, you can say no. Partners should respect that. It, it shouldn't have to end a relationship. It's just, like, a conversation. So, yeah, I completely understand that. Um, but, yeah, thank you again to everybody who has contributed to this. Once again, you're award winners. We love yeah. you. And yeah, keep doing that at Triple J, the hookup. Oh, imagine if we could do like the Mean Girls Crown thing and break up the award and just smash it and give it out to people. It's just plastic. <laughs> no, it's actually really heavy metal. <laughs> when they like gasp. I love that bit in the movie. Anyway, we're the theoretically doing that to you right now. Yes. Sending you a little bit to the award. Love you. Illy. Bye. <laughs>